app can do a lot of cool things. You could order dinner, gamble on your favorite team, and track your health. You could even get a mortgage. One click and you can be approved. I'm not sure by who or what country they're in. You deserve more from the mortgage industry. At AnyMac Home Mortgage, we believe in the need for live human interaction during a very complex process. The kind of service and guidance which an app simply can't provide. Our customers are more than credit scores and income documents. They're individuals and families who live in and strengthen our communities. Their story is our story, and that story begins in a home. Chris Sawyer is an expert on providing superior customer service and in meeting the mortgage needs of current and future home buyers. With over 18 years of experience in the industry, Chris is able to help customers migrate through the home buying and home financing process by using his wealth of knowledge as a well-qualified mortgage professional. And best of all, Chris is located in Cromwell, Connecticut, where he has helped hundreds of clients in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island make their dreams of home ownership a reality. Visit chrissawyer.annie-mac.com, email him at csawyer at annie-mac.com, or give him a call, 860-878-8730. Chris Sawyer, NMLS number 39345, corporate NMLS number 338923, Annie Mac Home is an equal housing lender. American Neighborhood Mortgage Acceptance Company, LLC, DBA, Annie Mac Home Mortgage, Lo-Fi Direct, Connecticut First Mortgage Correspondent, License Lender, Broker Number, ML 338923, Massachusetts Mortgage Lender, and Mortgage Broker License Number, MC 338923, Rhode Island License Lender, License Number 2011280810L. Call for additional details. Seats are already flipping red. Is this something the Dems should dread? In Texas, a seat that was held for 100 years. The people said enough with all the pain and tears. So the world, I guess, isn't so big, and we are number one. You just need to exclude 50 other countries. Joe did it just for fun. <laughs> the economy is crap, and we all know it. It is why, so don't lie. Uh, where are you? There you are. You can't spit shine a turd and call it chocolate pie. What the hell is this guy saying? Lie after lie. Come on, Joe. Tell us the truth. Have some integrity. And I promise your poll numbers will grow. Now let's talk about something that we all can feel. Five bucks a gallon. Wow. How can some deal? If I were president and I had the power and the like, I would make actual changes and not fall off my bike. Welcome to Divided We Stand. I am Jim Battisti, and as always, the guy on the other side of that screen is Joe Aguirre, the man, the myth, the wiffle ball legend. Joe, uh, special election in Texas, my friend. Is this a sign to come? The seat was held by a Democrat for literally 100 years straight. Special election, the first person uh, in a hundred years to overtake a Democrat happens to be a Latino woman. All right. I like that. Good, right. good conservative Christian woman. No doubt. That's right. And, uh, I saw this the other day and wow. Right. I'm like, this is it. 
this is the first stone in the pond that creates the ripples and that you're just going to see the red ripple effect, man. I really think so. And I know we're going to talk about this a little bit more later, so I don't want to talk about it now. <laughs> but I think no matter what the Republicans do at this point, I, I think it's going to change, right? I think the red is going to happen because just because no matter what anybody says on either side, it's not helping $5 a gallon. So it doesn't matter. I don't think the rhetoric, I don't think anything you see on the television really matters right now. People only care about what they see in the grocery stores and what they see at the gas pumps. And until that shifts and until there's some relief, doesn't I don't really think it matters. But we're going to have to wait and see. Now, uh, uh, the middle, the very middle independence of this country are pretty much going to decide. So we're going to have to wait and see what they have to do. Right. But I digress. I really, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, listen, just historically speaking, uh, they're going to, they're not going to do well in the midterms. You know, you compile that with everything that's happened and just the overall mood of the country. My whole bit today really sort of highlights the fact that Joe Biden right now has about, if you're if you're being honest, a sixteen percent strong approval rating. That's it. I mean, only the the most fervent Democrats are like, "This guy's nailing it." It's uh, funny enough too in that same in that same poll, Jimmy, sixteen percent strongly support, and sixteen percent said the country was headed in the right direction. I, I honestly, who Man. are those 16%? They got to be like the ultra wealthy. I'll cover Democrat. that later. Okay. I'll we'll, cover we'll it talk. later. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think, I, I mean, honestly, I think now that we have a, uh, a, a seat that's been just, control- I mean, obviously there was stronghold for Democrats for a hundred years. I, now that it's shifted, by the way, I just, I do want to say that it was, she only won by a 51%, right? It was only 1% margin. So it was very, very close, but it did shift. I think enough people are frustrated with the Democrats and with the harder push left that I I think if you look at most of these elections, I think they're going to be pretty close. I think generally speaking, independents are going to rule the day because we're at a point now where Republicans vote Republican and Democrats vote Democrat. So it's a given. I mean, it's a religion at this point and everybody digs in and you're going to, you're going to vote for your guy. Right. It's going to come down to those unaffiliated voters. One of you has to seem less insane than the other. That, and that's all it is at this point, right? It's not who can do the best job, who is going to be best for the country, who's best for the party. It's all right. Who's the least freaking nut job. You know, who's, who's, who's not going to screw us up the most. I thought that the the right-wing media has done such a good job along with Donald Trump in painting the radical left. I hear I hear regular people regular everyday Americans now referring to them as the radical left and I was like this is so bad. This is so bad, but I think enough people are also looking at the things going on on the right and they're not they're not too happy about it. And it, again, it's not making anybody feel 
any better about things, you, you know? And again, this would be a great time to have a third party. I said that months ago, remember? I've said that a month ago that this could be the year. 2024 could be the election that an independent breaks through, right? But you know what? I really love the point that you made, Joe. Like the the just the the, the stupidity on both sides, right? If you really wanted to talk about Roe v. Wade, wait till December. Shut your mouths, right? I mean, that's all you got to do. Let the crazies out crazy themselves. Really. More or less, the yes, that's kind of, to me, that's what it all boils down to. I'm so confused, but I think there are some of the Republican Party that think or are convincing people or just are not trying to dissuade people that that going further right or doubling down on things is going to make it any better. Because to me, you know, I, I think downplaying January 6th as the as more evidence comes out, I would if I'm like a Mitt Romney or people like that who had nothing to do with it, I would be, I would be throwing people under the bus. Mm, I would. Want well, so Dan Crenshaw had something negative to say about Marjorie Taylor Greene and Tucker Carlson. I know you hate when I bring him up, but he's been on this rampage. He's been calling Dan Crenshaw. I patch McCain. And I patch McCain was assaulted by a, a group of MAGAs today. Yeah. I mean, eating their own at this point. Like, that's not like what? I don't like. So you, you hit the nail on the head when you said something. And I don't even know if you wanted to, but it's become a religion. Oh, yes. And it's it's this is just absolutely insanity at this point. It's it's just insanity, right? Well, sure. It, listen, people used to identify as being Christian, and now people are more apt to say I'm a conservative or I'm a Republican. And again, it's it's less about the actual religion that you have. This has sort of replaced that in in some people's mindsets, where like you would die for this. I, I can understand people that want to die for religion. I do. If you truly believe that, I understand you would lay your life down for politicians, for people that we've always known are the scummiest of scumbags. You're going to really, really. We all grew up knowing that politicians. Well, I mean, we're crooked as what do they, what was the crooked as a, uh, uh, no, when anybody else was crooked, they would always say you're crooked as a politician, right? Right. They, that was the yardstick. That was the measuring stick of crookedness was politicians. Yeah. Right. So I think it was uh, Paula Jones who said politicians are as crooked as Bill uh, Clinton's penis. <laughs> I, I couldn't. I, uh, might, I read that on the Internet today. I'm pretty sure it's true. I, you know, I can't confirm or deny that. Man. I'm just, <laughs> I, maybe it was maybe something I like that. Maybe, maybe I can't. I don't know. <laughs> so. Uh, so, hey. Uh, speaking of penises, uh, what I don't did know Joe, where we're going with this? But what did what did Joe Biden call that guy? A dog face, dog face, pony liar or something like that? I can't remember. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he's listen. Here's my thought. I have a book in my bathroom called George Bush isms. 
<laughs> and it's like 150 pages of stupid things he said. Strategery. Yeah, you know, uh, there, there's some classics in there. D- Donald Trump is a ding dong. Didn't speak well. Joe Biden's an idiot. Bill Clinton was a liar and a yokel loke. I mean, for the love of God, do we not want someone up on the podium just brimming with intelligence, Once. confidence? Wouldn't that be nice? Look, you know what? And Obama was that. I mean, he, number one, and I will say Obama was as, as smooth as friggin' ice. You know what I'm saying? He just was on the podium and he controlled the room, right? He just did. He was very charismatic. He, he spoke intelligently. He spoke articulate and articulately. And he did. And that was yeah. now I hated his policies. I hated the divisiveness that he caused, in my opinion. But, you know, he was a great public speaker, man. You can't deny even. You know what? And I'll give it to, uh, to Bill Clinton, even with his southern, you know, he's a little southern playing. He was a great speaker. And he yeah. could charm a room, and that's what they did, right? Now, then you have you know George Bush and uh, fool me once, you? never fool a fool again. Like stop, you know, you're an idiot. like one of those people, right? And then you got Donald Trump, where everything that he's ever done has been the greatest, biggest, and most expensivest. And it doesn't matter. He he took the biggest poop. He t- he's took the biggest poop in the world ever. You should have seen it. it's on record. I mean, that's just that's just Trump. But now that's different. That's 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 different than what I'm talking about here, Joe. He's literally getting on the podium and just spouting lies after lies after lie. That is, and so here's the thing. Like I don't know if I should be mad about that or feel sorry for him because I honestly think he's going home and thinking it's the 1970s again. Going, <laughs> hey, Jill, they ain't never gonna know because he doesn't know what the internet is. He doesn't understand that we can just. Look up all the stuff that he says in an instant. I honestly think this. Like, you know, everybody on the show, everybody that you've come across knows an old person that doesn't know how to use a cell phone. Right? Technology is still lost on them. That's Joe Biden. Exactly. That's Joe Biden. So he has no idea that there's this thing called Google. He has no idea there's this thing called the Internet. Somebody spoon feeds him everything that he needs to know. So he's going home thinking, (laughs) They have no idea we're not number one. I just told them we are. Chill. Ain't that good? They're going to believe me. They, they He has no idea. So I don't he, know if they feel sorry for him or not. You, you know what? Two two days ago, Joe Biden said something um, about Americans are really feeling it. Yes, he did. And I, I acknowledgement it's always a good first step. I, I just feel like when he's, you know, good to acknowledge, talk more about that. Say some things to people like, I'm here's what I'm trying to do that shall alleviate the problems in the next time period. Say something that makes me feel like this isn't a long-term thing because... It feels like this is a long-term thing. And, there, I mean, there's no way the Democrats could possibly think they're going to win 
the the way things are right now. There's yeah, no I, way. I, like I don't know what they're waiting for. Like I honestly think like they're they're in the room like trying to strategize. All right, we got to wait for the right time to come out and be like, yeah, okay, we screwed all this up. Well, this is what our plan is to fix it. You need to freaking get support us so we can fix it. And here's how we're gonna do it. Like I'm waiting for that moment. I don't think it's ever gonna come. Yeah. Now I would say come August. I would expect for the Democrats and they'll do this knowing the Republicans will reject it. They will put out or put forth a stimulus package, an inflation buster package of some sort where they're going to want to send a couple of grand, everybody's house. And the Republicans are going to say no. And they're going to spend August to November being like, we try to help. We wanted to send money. These guys said no. It's going to be that all over again. And then the Republicans, again, going to try to have to. Again, look, they they got burned uh, in, in Georgia. Yeah. That special election for the Senate. And again, to me, it, it was a it was a gimme. It was an easy layup. Mitch, pass that freaking COVID relief bill. Just do it. And you win two seats, gold, and, and we're it. not in this mess. Exactly, blew it. Exactly. I mean, good lord, he blew it. But again, I leave you the Republicans. I think you have to look also at the twenty twenty election and throw out all the bullshit about it. You lost by eight million votes. An incumbent lost to a senile lunatic by eight million votes. That means something. Again, the idea is that I think if you ran anyone else against Biden, you win. Yeah, I think so, too. I think if you run Trump, it's going to be close, man. He might not win. And I I think, and again, you want to understand, they're going to paint him out to be an extremist. Liberals already think Ron DeSantis is an extremist. He's Trump 2.0. I know a lot of Republicans like that's that's not your guy. You gotta find somebody a little closer to the center. You know, you could be a, a Roe v. Wade should go guy. That's fine. I get it. But if if you're to if you're ta- calling liberals groomers at this point, you're out. Like we can't. We I'm telling you right now, independents don't want another eight year old in the office. I think uh, independence by the end of the Trump thing, Jimmy, I think they were just like, ah, enough of this. It's tiring. I agree with that wholeheartedly, but I want to play a video. It's only like a minute and a minute and a half long, maybe, but it's, I think it's telling, right? I really do. I think it's telling about exactly what we're talking about and what the, what the country is going to see here in the next so much. Let's get this straight. It's not me who's changed. It's the left, who is now made up of a small contingent who've gone mental and a large contingent who refused to call them out for it. But I will. That's why I'm a hero at Fox these days. Which shows just how much liberals have their head up their ass, because if they really thought about it, they would have made me a hero on their media. But... But that can't happen in this ridiculous new era of mind-numbing partisanship 
where if I keep it real about the nonsense in the Democratic Party, it makes me an instant hero to Republicans. The same thing happened in reverse to Darth Vader's daughter, Liz Cheney, <laughs> who is now a hero to liberals simply because she recognizes Biden did not steal the last election. What a sad commentary on our politics, where simply acknowledging reality is now seen as a profile in courage. People sometimes say to me, you don't, you didn't, you didn't used to make fun of the left as much. Yeah, because they didn't give me so much to work with. <laughs> it's not my fault that the party of FDR and JFK is turning into the party of LOL and WTF. <laughs> Members of Congress tweeting things like cancel rent, cancel mortgage, and no more policing or incarceration, declaring that capitalism is slavery, canceling Lincoln and Dr. Seuss, teaching children they're oppressors and math is racist, making Mr. Potato Head gender neutral, <laughs> and now an emoji for pregnant men. Real. I'm not making it up. <laughs> California just passed a law requiring large retailers to have a non-gendered toy section. A non-gendered toy section? Isn't Ken enough? <laughs> all right, all right. I, and that is Bill Maher, one of the largest Democratic supporters ever. I mean, Michael Moore maybe might be a little bit bigger, but... Bill Maher would just crush the Republican Party every show, right? He always had something to complain about, about the Republican Party, and he constantly backed the Democrats. This is a guy who I consider to be an intelligent person, right? I would watch him when he would trash the, the, uh, the Republicans. And, I, you know, there's a lot of things that I agreed with him with, and there's a lot of things that I argued about. But I think I thought he was intelligent then. I still watched him then. I think he knows what he's talking about, right? He, this is what he does for a living. And he's like, time out. You know, he's like, we, we need to take a freaking pause, right? So if anybody doesn't agree with Bill Maher, I think you're an idiot right at this point, where I think he's just saying, all right, we need, we need to stop. We need to let the grownups come back in charge, right? We need to let, you know, sound-minded, binding people who have a little bit of experience in life be back in charge. And stop all this craziness. Because that's, I mean, that's essentially what I got out of that bit he was saying. Oh, yeah. Listen, some of that stuff is so stupid. You know, in the, especially the case of Mr. Potato Head. There's a Mrs. Potato Head already. Uh, I, I, that doesn't even make sense. What? What are you... Some of that stuff is so extreme. And listen, at the end of the day, look, you don't have to be a racist Trump supporter. To think things like Mrs. Butterworth and Mr. Potato Head is stupid. I think the average person, you know, again, look, most people are awfully tolerant of their neighbors, of people of different races, religions, creeds, colors, orientations, and genders, and whatever else there is at this point. And by and large, most people are are not offended by stuff. Right. It's always a small amount of people and it's always placating to an even smaller group of people. And I, 
you know, I really do think, and and I think maybe that special election, maybe it's a sign of things to come than when you're talking about Texas, where again, maybe it's just people are tired of. I'm starting to feel more and more censored in in things I say and thing, and not that. Uh, not that I have some crazy obscene thoughts, but I just feel like, you know, when you're talking to people now, it's just things I don't even want to talk about or bring up that I enjoy. Right. And it, it, it is. It's like, w- w- listen, people are either going to like you or not like you in real life, on TV, on podcasts, on whatever it is we're doing. You're going to say things. I like doing shows like this, Jimmy, where we, we both give a thought and it's not always the same thought or sometimes we want the same things, but we're coming at it from a different place and that's fine. And I know you and I have talked a lot about this. Telling other people how to say things and what is terrible. And when you're the radical left talking about the authoritarianism of Donald Trump, but you're telling me what pronouns to use and what, like, what the... I, do you know what cisgender is? I guess that's normal gender. Why didn't you have to change it? I'm a <laughs> cis white male now. I didn't. I, I didn't. I've never asked to be anything different. Oh, but you, you gotta placate to them. You, you got you, listen. But listen, you gotta satisfy you can them. Do your thing. You can be whatever you want to be. Leave me alone. Just leave me alone. It's too much, and I'm telling you. It's turning off everyday regular people because here's what I think a lot of liberals don't understand. I know there's a big section of white supremacists in the Republican Party. It's indisputable. I think there's an even bigger majority, Jimmy, who just don't give a shit. They don't care about social issues. It just doesn't matter to them. You know, look. And here's the thing, and why in the Midwest and and and, and in places like that, they, people they are happier. Different, well, they live a different life. They're doing their thing. They're they're just doing their thing, and they're happy, and they're 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 not bothering people. Do you know I have a friend of mine, a very very close friend, who lives in Missouri. So let's talk Midwest. That's like you know heartland of Midwest. He doesn't even have Fox or CNN. I just like he doesn't like he streams all his shit stuff, but he doesn't stream. He doesn't watch the news. He has no idea. Like I talk to him, I call him up, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, "What do you do now?" Like he has no idea. And they live. And you know, I got to tell you, man, when I went out there last year to visit, everybody out there just seemed happier. You come back to Connecticut, you go to New York, Massachusetts, you go to California. People are freaking miserable. Why you're miserable because there's people out there that don't agree with you. That's the only reason why you're miserable. Then who's really the stupid people? Listen, my wife spends a lot of time arguing with people on Twitter that she doesn't know. That might just be bots. Uh, I, I don't, I don't understand that. I have a Twitter account. I've never posted. I've never argued. Like, I don't like, I'm not talking to people like that. And I'm not going to give time to people like that, that I don't know and don't affect me and don't respect or care for me the way I do for them. Those people just don't get my time or energy. I don't, 
yeah, I don't understand the whole Twitter war thing. I really, really don't. We, I, 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 there's definitely a culture war going on right now. And I, listen, there's political correctness has been a thing in this country for like a good 30 years. And it started very much as a, as a, a right wing idea with the censorship of albums in the eighties, the PPRC or whatever that thing was. Mm. Yeah. And it's yeah. strongly shifted to the left and this sign. Right. I mean, I guess, uh, did you see last week Lizzo? I don't even know who that is, but she's got a song and she, she refers to someone as a spaz for Christ's sake. Nobody's calling anyone a spaz since like 1986. No one even <laughs> says that anymore. Tubular, dude. <laughs> oh my! Like, and, and 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 apparently, like that. That's a. I, I don't. That's set, that's a trigger. Tell me that yes. set somebody off. Yes, dude. She she like recut the song with a new word. Where, you see, this is what I'm talking and she's about. Being, listen, she's being hailed for conforming and being like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I didn't know." I'm going to change it. And she went and changed it. And we were like, that's what you're supposed to do. No, you're not. No, you're not. I, I'm letting everybody know. My daughter and I just had this conversation like two days ago, right? Where she came home and she was like, oh, this person called me a name. And I'm like, so what? So what? I'm going, I'm just letting you know right now, right? That my eight-year-old daughter, actually, she's nine now. Sorry, Charlie. Uh, has learned and has grown more than some adults out there. Just letting you know. We're, she's nine. And she's probably smarter and tougher, thicker skin than you guys. Some of you guys. You know what I'm saying? It's That's pathetic. Scary. Pathetic. Yeah, it's pathetic is what it is. I Listen, you know, there's not a, there's not a rule or a law that you can't say the N-word. But we're all at a point now where we know, except for the small fraction of the, the craziest amongst us, you don't use that word. You don't use that word. You don't use that word in a in a derogatory way. way. Right? I mean, that the N-word, you know, and, and black people say it, it's in rap songs, it's different. People saying it to like that, we all know that is so socially unacceptable. And there doesn't need to be a law, and you're not going to go to jail for saying it. You're just an asshole. But now it's gone on to, you know, that it was the R word. Can't say retard. Okay, now I get it. That's That was a big word, dude, like right into the 2000s. Like, I could see leaving that out of there. Using gay is it the I mean, people don't do it anymore. Nobody uses the word faggot. Right? right? Like, because you know what those words mean and that they hurt people. And that's fine. And again, by and large, most people are like, I'm not doing it any. I won't do it. And, and, and everyone stopped. But now it's like, you can't say spaz. Mr. Potato Head just has to be a potato head. Like, are, are you people insane? They just Stop don't want, that. they just, pretty soon we're just going to walk around and nod at everybody. That's it. Right. This is like, be our conversation. No. Here, looks in. The show that just aired before this following flames new new show I'm doing. It's less about the topics and really more about why are we the way we are? You know, how have we gotten here? We became the most intelligent species on the planet. The day we learned how to talk and communicate. Correct. And here we are like 50,000 years later and it's gone down the shitter. 
and we don't want to talk. Now, no, yeah, because do it again, right? I'm, I, you know, my wife's like, because I'm always after the show. I'm like, Jimmy called me a liberal, and she's like, you are. <laughs> so, for the sake of argument, say I'm a liberal, okay? I, I'm an ally. To, to, to minorities who are oppressed, to for women who make less money and get get treated. I, I'm down. I get it. I'm supportive. But you're beating people over the head with some of this crap, and it's too much. It's too much. Jimmy, 20 years ago, most people thought gay marriage was fucking icky. They just did. That's what we right. were taught. That's what we learned. That's right. In 20 years. I mean, I, I got COVID at a gay wedding, for Christ's sake. <laughs> and I knew I was going to get it when I went there. Didn't we talk? I, I thought we talked about it. I'm like, don't go, man. You're going to catch COVID or some crap like that. I don't know. It might have been not you. It might not have been you. But I'm, 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 I'm an ally. I'm on board. Again, it gets overwhelming at times. I talk to a lot of people who are not passionately Republican that are voting Republican because they feel like things are being pushed on them. And I get it. And again, I find myself now in social situations where I'm like, I'm just going to keep my mouth closed. And my wife's always like, what's your problem? And I'm like, exactly. Exactly. Dude, like you you don't know what you're gonna say that's gonna get someone all bent out of shape. And it's, it's like I feel like it's just better to not talk to people. And that's what and they, I hate apparently that. this is what we want now. Apparently, we want a, a, a speechless society. And, where we, and the more we we just go, we got this, and we don't even need people. Like, what is going on? It's bad, man. It's all bad. It's pushing people so far to a side they don't want to be on. Yes, you're 100. Justice you know, you're... let me bring up a point. You, 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 Bill Maher is a great example. That's why I picked him. My brother <laughs> is, uh, my brother is more right than left, but I mean, he's like Trump's an insane person. Like I don't, my brother's, and my brother's a traditionalist too, and he's like, I don't know why Trump just didn't conform. He would have had two terms, and I'm like, yes, I agree with that. All Trump had to do when he got elected was be Donald Trump and be super charming. I'm going to bring everybody together and I'm not going to say any more crazy shit. And people were like, oh, this is great. We would have had like a TV show for eight years. He would have had like a like a real like West Wing feed, right? Like exactly. it happened. He's the he's the kind of guy where we would have loved that. Okay. He turned people off with that, with that. It, it got to be too much. We're tired of like that's not acceptable any more than than the super offended by everything people, and so all the people in the middle are like, Gah! and and at some point it, it's like you end up having to pick between oh my god and oh shut up, right? <laughs> oh Lord, man, Joe, is this a? I think this is a great segue into your bit here. Right. So I think, yeah. we need to, I think we need to, t- I honestly do. I think we need to take the break and then we'll go back. Cause this is exactly what, I mean, we're going to roll right into it. So Perfect. why don't we take a break? And on the way back, we'll hear Joe two, two minutes of crap. There we There's go. There's no bigger investment than home ownership. And to make sure the house is up to your standards, you need a professional to look it over. Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections is a licensed home inspector and a member of the Connecticut Association of Home Inspectors. 
Brian was a contractor for over 15 years, so he knows how homes should be constructed and how mechanicals should work. What makes me a good home inspector was the 20 years that I was a home improvement person doing all the different repairs that I have done and what other people have done wrong that I had to go out and fix. So I have a pretty quick eye on seeing what's right and what's wrong. Before you move, call Shamrock Home Inspections. Before you make the biggest investment of your life, call Brian Flanagan from Shamrock Home Inspections at 860-268-2566 or visit shamrockhomeinspectionct.com. Joe Biden is not a popular president. Biden recently admitted Americans are really, really down. Truth is, he might as well have been talking about his poll numbers. Only 39% of Americans approve of the job Joe Biden's doing as president. A stunning 47% disapprove. Just 16% strongly approve of the job Joe Biden is doing. Now, Previous studies have shown that presidential approval is one of the most reliable predicators of what's going to happen in midterm elections. And a rating this low would traditionally signal significant losses to the president's party. 71% of people say the United States is on the wrong track. Those same 16% who strongly approve, by the way, uh, say the country's headed in the right direction. But even Democrats are saying the country's on the wrong track. 46 to 34%. 75% of independents feel that way, and every Republican on the planet. I'm pretty sure that was 100%, Jimmy. Yeah. And yet, and yet, Americans are split 40-40 when asked whether they would vote for a Republican or a Democrat for Congress if the election were held today. These gas prices! What? Independents now say they would vote for a Republican over a Democrat, 32 to 27%. That's just a 5% uh, difference. 40% are undecided. Look, man, inflation's at 8%. You got a war raging in Russia. Uh, Biden can't do anything about that. We got a housing crisis, a supply chain problem. There's constant outbreaks of new strains of COVID. Throw in Hunter's laptop. Throw in the radical left-wing Antifa, the pathetic withdrawal from Afghanistan and all the goddamn liberal snowflakes. Oh, and by the way, there's another Mexican caravan headed to the borders, and they're going to head to the suburbs and murder and rape all the white women. Jimmy, I got to ask, how are these polls even close? Independents are slightly leaning right, but they're going to decide this election. You can let the Democrats continue to bury themselves or you can continue to give voters reasons to not vote for your party. The Republicans continue a slide to the far right is as bad as the Democrats going further left. And it leaves us in the middle to choose between incompetent and insane. And this is what it got us. That's your fault, people. That's your fault. I don't know if you've heard it. Comedian Bo Burnham's got a song called I Can't Believe You're Gonna Make Me Choose Joe Biden. We knew going in he wasn't a great candidate. We knew going in this is probably what was gonna happen. And again, the Republicans put themselves in that position because nobody could get Donald Trump 
to act like a reasonable, normal person. And Let at alone the end a president. of the day, yeah, dude, at the end of the day, people just thought, you know what, Grandpa Joe Biden, he's a little slow, he's a little dent, he'll be fine. And listen, not for nothing, things are going terrible. But he he hasn't said anything crazy. You know? He 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 tries to be comforting hey, to the nation. And it's like, I, I I want Republicans to look and be like, dude, this this person who you guys are convinced is lacking in his mental capacities beat your guy badly in that election. Why? Because America's not only sick of the PC bullshit, but we're done with the crazy. It's too Period. much. Stay in the middle and let us let us decide there. Because I'm telling you, there should be a red wave coming. Every indicator says there is. And yet, there is still a chance that 40% of those independents could swing to the to the left and I'm you're gonna, donezo. It's I'm over. Pull up a picture again here and I'll tell you. Where is it? There it is. And there's why. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't and, even mention their names. I just got a flash them on the screen. It's like And dude, there's your 40% reason. That is why. as right that it's like I don't want either one of those people to have a to be in charge. I don't. Right, and then you you compound it with these two guys, and it's like I don't know, man. It's a little <laughs> too far to the right. We don't want that. We don't want to go far left, but far right's not the answer. I think in twenty twenty four, the people really need to speak. I am going to go out on a campaign, and this is going to be my campaign, Joe. I just need some funding, so let's crowdsource this or fund source whatever it is. I'm going to go on a campaign. And we're the people, right? We can take this out of the electoral college, right? We can. We can take it out of the hands of the electoral college. Do you want to know how? You write in. Write in your candidate, right? So I, I will I will go in and I will be, I am running for president of the United States. I am not on the ballot. You have to write me in. That way it takes it out of the hands of the electoral college, period. I would love to find in every election in this this fall an alternative candidate and a push a an, an independent, independent third party write in candidate who would be better. I I am hard pressed right this now. It's a great idea, by the way. Thank you People very much. Should be recording this. <laughs> Write it down. I I I am very very hard pressed right to find somebody that I know personally that wouldn't be better than the options that we have. We all know anybody who's ever listened to this show or, or is out there listening to anything. We all know somebody right now who would be better than these two chuckle fucks. We would. We do. My mother, who I don't even have a great relationship with, who is a Democrat, would be a better pick than these two. Bro, I'm telling you right now, if we could change one of those elections with a massive write-in campaign somewhere, we'll it make history. It would shock the world. And it would show people what is possible. It, it would show people... That even though we're constrained to a two-party system, that 
anything as possible. The people are I, still I love this in idea. Charge. Yeah, this is what this is what we need to do. You know, I can't. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I just thought it up. But this is how we show government that these 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 Nancy Pelosi's, these Chuck Schumer's, these Mitch McConnell's that have been in. You know, these Joe Biden that have been in there for over half their adult life for more than their. You know what I'm saying? That no, you're not in charge. The people are still in charge, and this I'm is gonna- what we need to show. Period. I'm going to ask our audience, if you live in a city or a state where there's a major election and there's a divisive Democrat versus a divisive Republican, send us an email. Okay, contact us. You can hit me, Podcaster Joe, on Twitter, Joe at Clovercrest Media. Um, get in touch with us. Tell us who, who you think would be a better, more centered candidate. And we will start and push independent writing campaigns and let's see what we can do here to change things up a little bit you know that be something that would be insane you know and if we did it and say i don't know joe in a state like connecticut where it has been predominantly blue for the since the beginning of time if we could do this if we could change one small election not even like the uh, even like a state election. It doesn't, you know, Blumenthal. I don't know if we're ever going to be able to take Blumenthal down. <laughs> I mean, he's tricky dick, man. He, you know, he's Teflon Don. I mean, that's just who he is. Uh, but if we could do one, if we can do one congressional seat, that would send shockwaves around the world. That would send that would send a message. You do you understand? Like, if we just changed the first district here or the third district in Connecticut. That's it. We just we we did it and we we got a right in elected. People are going to be like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We can actually do this. We can actually take back the power from government the way it was supposed to be. When when you first joined this show. You asked me about the name of it. Divided we stand. And I told you that's not that's that that doesn't mean the show to us. It's the country that's divided. Yeah. And again, the whole point of doing this was like, again, there's the powers that be. You call it the deep state. I call it lobbyists. Same difference. Um, There are people who are actively out there. Again, the same people who are chipping away at the abortion rights are the same ones going after the gun rights. Same kind of groups, just on a different side. It's all the same money, probably coming from a lot of the same donors. They are against the average everyday Americans' rights. We continue to argue with each other, our friends, our neighbors, our family members, and it's like, they're not doing this. I remember someone asked me the other day, uh, I was asked the other day about you and I and how well we get along, and I'm like, dude, Jimmy, Jimmy doesn't vote on this stuff. Jimmy doesn't introduce the legislation or pass the bills. Jimmy doesn't write the the presidential uh, uh, orders. <laughs> orders and stuff. He it's not him agreeing or disagreeing. It's not it's not his fault. And where he falls on, I, I don't care. Like that's fine. Jimmy's welcome to his opinion, and he's not telling me I should think that. So I don't have a problem with Jimmy. But at the end of the day, the people I'm upset with are the people that are doing that. The people that are actively 
pushing those things, not my friends who were like, oh, I think it's a good idea. Cause I'm like, no, I don't think it is. And we talk about why again, am I trying to change your mind? Sure. I am. I'm trying to present to you either facts or, or, or an emotional appeal to tell you why I think a particular topic is wrong. Right. I'm not like, if you don't agree with me, you then you don't. You know, again, I'm a I'm a cis white Christian male in America. <laughs> I'm gonna be fine. I'm gonna be fine either way. I, again, I think if there's a, a civil war and it is the 1860s kind, I think most most people on your side would think I'm one of you guys. You yeah, know, I could play like, hey, I was a double agent the whole time. Hey, I'd be fine, you know. <laughs> But that's not why I do this. You what, know what, what I'm saying? <laughs> I, uh, God almighty, dude. I was talking to somebody and I was talking to a friend of mine and uh, we were talking a little bit. We weren't talking about politics at all, but it kind of paralleled politics, right? And, and I see that a lot. I see how general and how really the politicians have made life parallel politics. And I've said this, right? They're trying to weasel their way into everything to just gain more control that's all it is right and that's my this is what i firmly believe but god i, I wish i i thought i had a great piece of advice and and it would fell in line with this like you don't pay my bills joe you, you don't pay my bills we you don't pleasure me in a marital sense why do why should I allow your opinions to hurt me? Like, that's just silly to me. <laughs> your opinions of somebody else's policies, not mine, not yours, of somebody else's, why would I allow that to hurt me? Now, my wife helps me pay my bills. My wife have maritals. <laughs> her opinion matters. I want her and me to be on the same page. We raise children together, right? So that's different. Joe doesn't... Joe and I don't have sex. Joe don't pay my bills. It's not important enough for me to be hurt, to be angry. I'm going to write down this time because that's a promo for the show right there. That Joe, Joe and is. I don't have sex and Joe doesn't pay my bills. <laughs> his opinion doesn't matter. Yes. His, his opinion matters, but not enough to hurt me. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Not enough to make me come out of my shell where I'm going to not be friends with you. Like, that's just stupid. Yes. Well, and, and again, like I said, listen, I'm trying to, you know, when I say to you, I mean to obviously I know who's watching, who's of your persuasion. You're the most direct target because you're the guy who I'm literally talking to. And obviously you and I, we talk a lot outside of the show as well. And when I'm talking to you I, again, yeah, I mean, do I think I'm going to change your opinion? No. Do I think you're a reasonable person that where if you've gotten information that maybe you didn't previously have from a perspective you hadn't previously heard, could it change your opinion a bit? Yeah. Or at the very least, I just want to make sure that you know all that stuff and that you still feel that way. At and the very do, least. That's right. If you do, that's great. More power to you. But again, I always, and that's what I tell people because I got a buddy who asked me, he's like, why do you do a politics show? Why do you care that much? And I'm like, well, I really don't. Exactly. I really don't care that much. But I I just, I talk to so many people. And, and you know, Jimmy, I get as pissed off with sports as I do with politics. Well, I know. 
When I hear somebody say something about sports, a game, a team, and it's not accurate, I'm like, why even open your mouth? Just shut up. If you don't know, you don't know. So when I hear same thing with people saying things about politics that aren't accurate, again, Joe Biden shutting down oil production. If that was true, do you think I'd be like, oh, he's doing all right? Of course I wouldn't. Of course I wouldn't. You know, did I look that up to make sure that he didn't shut down oil production? Goddamn right I did. And I saw it wasn't true. And it's like, dude, listen, this guy's doing such a bad job on so many other levels, like with the crack pipes and the kicks. We don't need to make stuff up or embellish it because it's already bad. Right? Right? So let's, let's all live in the same friggin' reality. Let's call spades spades. Let's be objective. Let's be subjective. Right? Your guy's not always right. My guy's not always wrong. It's somewhere in the middle, people. It's always somewhere in the middle. Always. You know what? I know we think we need to get back to the good old days, Joe, where we just knew politicians were dirtbags. We just knew. Like, I don't understand how they got into this position where they are so influential. Like, they are literally the new superstars, right? They're, they are literally the new David Bowie's and uh, 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 Frank Sinatra's. And I don't understand how that happened. And it's, I'm like, I consider myself a semi-intelligent person. And I, this bewilders me. It absolutely bewilders me how it's more important to figure out how January 6th is going to go down or how Hunter lab, Hunter's laptop is going to pan out than it is to learn about somebody who's going to be the next Mother Teresa or somebody who's going to be the next Desmond Reverend Tutu, right? Reverend Desmond Tutu or, or somebody who's been killed, an eight-year-old that's been killed needlessly or the other 16 gun, gun violence happenings over a weekend that you don't hear about. No, 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 that's not important. What is important is Joe Biden's falling off a bicycle or Hunter Biden's laptop or what freaking the most irrelevant person right now ever Hillary Clinton said, but they, I don't know how they weasel their way in to this status. I really don't. And we got to cut that crap out and we need to go back to the days where we just knew politicians were frigging dirtbags baked into the cake. You know, other than Nancy Pelosi, like the, the old speaker of the house that jumps to mind for me is Tip O'Neill from the 80s. Yeah, isn't that uh, uh, Clinton's, right? No. Yeah, well, Reagan's, I thought that was Ronald Reagan's. Reagan's. Yep. And, and it's funny because they they fought like dogs. And then after, you know, the sessions with them, they all go out drinking together and stuff. Again, just like where in our minds, we think the Yankees and the Red Sox hate each other. And maybe from 99 to 2005, that was true. But outside of that, these guys are buddies. These guys played ball together in the minors and in college and in AAU league. Like, they all know each other. The the anger and fire that we feel, they don't. They don't. And it's like, dude, you're, you know, the hero worship stuff has got to stop. You know? The idea that Brett Kavanaugh and Liz Cheney are darlings of the left and Bill Maher and Dave Chappelle are darlings of the right is is everything that's wrong with this country right now. 
Exactly. Like Bill Maher said, dude, just somebody, again, a Liz Cheney or a Mitt Romney calling something out makes them a hero? Get the fuck out of here. Doing the right thing? It's so rare at this point anybody does the right thing that we run a, like, praise. Like, get out of here with that crap. We have fallen so far, man. Oh, my God, dude. I, I think I'm just thinking to myself, like, how do we even get out of this thing that we've created? I don't even know how we get out of it. I'm telling you, Joe, we're, we're going to start it. We're going to start a revolution. We're going to start the campaign. We're going to get the power back from the freaking government. We're going to give it back to the people with the person, the right person leading the helm. That's what we got to do. We need to find the one. Well, there, and there are a million of them out there. I'm not saying it's just like a unicorn. There's a million people that are better fit to lead than just 99.9% of the people that are in there right now. By the way, one caveat to my your local candidate, third-party write-in guy, no billionaires. <laughs> no billionaires. Let me tell you a little story. I went to Yankee Stadium two nights ago, sat in some pretty nice seats, that second section. Just past the, and it's funny, you could tell that first section all around Yankee Stadium from first to third and all the way, most of those people aren't even watching the game. They're they're not baseball fans. And they're there every, to be seen. Oh, yeah. Every time one of the players came off the field, who do they throw the ball to? Those rich people. And I started screaming at G-Man Choi, the first baseman for the D-Rays, and I was cracking the people up in front of me because it was actually a dad, uh, two dads with their kids, and they loved everything I was saying because I don't know where they got their tickets from. They're, th- those are not their tickets, clearly. All right. Because they were watching the game. But I was talking about how bougie the rest of these bastards were. <laughs> and I'm like, these guys, and they're like $500. They're getting sushi brought to their to their seat. They don't need a baseball. Like, toss one up here to the poor kids for crying out loud. We live in such a classist society. It's not even funny that we measure success. I get, I'm get i a big boxing fan, and I talk to a lot of stupid people who think Floyd Mayweather is the best boxer or that Jake Paul should be considered because they make so much money. Success shouldn't be measured by money. That's that's not an indicator of being successful. You can get lucky. It only takes one good idea. You could be the biggest dumbass on the planet. One good idea, you're a billionaire. Shake weight. <laughs> there you go. Being being a success, I think, is being a, a revered and respected person. I don't know. It doesn't matter what your bank account looks like. If you're a revered and respected person, if your opinion matters to people, if people seek your opinion, that's a successful person. I would 50% agree with that because you're still measuring success on other people. So my definition of success is this. It's just straight happiness. Because I can tell you, Joe, I've been in horrible situations. I have been very, very poor. And I've made a crap ton of money. Uh, I'm like, you know, easily mid six figures, maybe. Nah, I want to say a quarter, right? All right, it was about 200 grand. But, and I was fucking miserable. 
miserable. I don't make close to that right now, and I'm, but I'm happy. And I feel successful in what I'm doing because I'm happy. It's not about money. I agree 100%. And now and I'm learning this, right? I chased that dollar, and that's why I got that job. And just freaking miserable, man. I mean, it was bad, right? So my definition of success is doing what you love and not calling it work. If you can find something like that, you're a success. No find what you're you good at and share it with the world. That's where you're going to find your most happiness. There you go. I agree. And I think that is a very upbeat and positive note to end the show on. Uh, I wish we had more time. I do. Because this has been a really good conversation. We didn't fight, unfortunately. I was looking forward to uh, I was actually a little amped up earlier. And I was kind of looking forward to a fight with you. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. I mean, unless you want to go back to the, 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 the Hunter laptop story. I mean, <laughs> we can talk well, it, you know, it's funny, too. Um, I I've done a lot of stuff about January 6th. We did. We've done it on this show. I've done it on some of the other shows. And I was like, I'm, I'm kind of over that right now. And you and I both picked our specific topics and they were pretty much right on the money. Yeah. So yeah, already you kind of had to know we were already of the same mindset going in. Like that's a thing to talk about and then kind of presenting our cases and yeah. our cases weren't too far off from, from the, I mean, honestly, both kind of made the same point. You know what? And I think it was a great, ex, a great example of how you can take two different points of view, come to a better and good conclusion. Probably the best one, because this is the one that we all fucking agree on. Right. Oh my God. That's great. I mean, imagine that concept, Joe. Right. So I think we need to end the show with saying that I am, that is Joe Aguirre. He is a hairy, gorgeous man. I am Jim Battisti, and I am running for Senate. Write me in. Yes. Write Let's me in. Write me Let's in. Screw it. Let's, Let's take down Tricky Dick. Write me in on uh, this November. I love it. And I will get out. I'll start making promos, and I'll start promoting myself and why. And here's the reasons why, guys. You're not going to find somebody more real than me. If I screw up, I'll tell you I screwed up. It's called integrity. I have it. If I made a mistake, I'll own up to it. And I'll apologize. That's called honor. I have it. And that's all you need in life. And you can, people will listen. People will follow rightfully. And people will admire. And people will try to emulate. Because that's what people really want. No matter what they say. Right? They want somebody who's honorable. They want somebody who has integrity. So let's give them one, Joe. I'm right well, here. We, we we like to pretend that our guy is. Yes. Whoever our guy of the moment. Yeah, he's all those things. And it's like, is he though? And do other people view him as that? They probably don't. By the way, we'll have to cut that stuff right there because that was your promo. That was yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, baby. All right, Joey. Like. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to our sponsors, Joe Aguirre. I love you so much. Have a great night. This is Jim Batiste saying good night and God bless. Mm -hmm.